Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing on iTunes. The shows uh, have been so fun lately. Your guys' feedback uh, is just the best. Keep tweeting at us at Funny Brad at Adam Ray Comedy. Keep hitting us up on Instagram at Brad Williams Comic at Adam Ray Thirty Three, and uh, and keep letting us know how much you love the show. Uh, subscribe and rate on iTunes. Obviously, give it a five star rating. Comment on the iTunes page. It takes two seconds. Do it right now during this glorious intro and uh, and leave a cool little review that helps us climb the charts and continue to uh, dominate the podcast charts with our amazing shows like today. Uh, this is one of my favorite shows we've done in a while because this is a guest I've wanted to have on since the uh, conception of the podcast. Uh, I didn't know her personally at this point, uh, but I do now, and I feel very fortunate, no pun intended, because her name is Fortune Feimster, the very funny comic from North Carolina. You might not find a more chill person than Fortune. Um, a, she's got the coolest fucking name, I think, that's uh, in the business. And uh, and she's just so chill. You'll hear from this podcast. So funny, so fun to be around. Um, big fan. She, uh, she's got a great story, how she got into the business. Uh, speaking at her college graduation at Peace College in North Carolina, meeting uh, uh, somebody in the business that kind of just started her journey of coming to L.A. and how she you know, fell into uh, becoming a writer for Chelsea Lately, being on that show, having that uh, get her opportunities to, to uh, meet Tina Fey and then create her own sitcom about her family and then get that you know, made into a pilot. And she came from a small place and uh, made a big splash in L.A., and got a really great opportunity and had something uh, go um, as far as uh, making the pilot. And then it didn't happen, as she'll tell you, uh, as far as getting picked up and, and going to series. And and I remember when she was telling me about that, too. I was like, oh, that's a no-brainer. It's you. It's Tina Fey. It's going to happen. It just goes to show you, like, you just don't fucking know in this business. There's so much uncertainty. And uh, as much of a home run as that seemed like it should be, it didn't happen. And she talks about that and, and real candidly the, the disappointment of, of not having it go. But... But also, she's done so much since then, and she's just, uh, you know, back on the horse, as they say. Like, you just got to, okay, cool, that didn't happen. Now now what's next? Now what, what other opportunities can I create for myself? Very motivating in that way, and it's really uh, fun to hear um, somebody uh, who's so great and nice uh, not get uh, put down by uh, one opportunity not happening. So um, this is a great episode, a lot of laughs. Uh, she talks about performing at gay pride parades. Um, <laughs> meeting Tina Fey and that whole process is, is pretty mind-blowing. Um, it's just a really fun episode. She's got an amazing laugh, and uh, you're going to want to be best friends with her after this. So follow her on Twitter, at FortuneFunny, F-O-R-T-U-N-E-F-U-N-N-Y. Follow me on Twitter, at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Funny Brad. Brad Williams will be in Montreal, Canada for the Just for Last Festival, July 24th. Through the 28th, uh, performing on a lot of great shows. I think he's performing on a show with Neil Patrick Harris. That's what he keeps telling me. He keeps he sends me daily texts like, I'm about to be best friends with Doogie Howser. I'm like, fuck you, dwarf. Because uh, he knows how much I love Doogie. So he's just he's rubbing it in my face that I can't be there to also build a friendship. Uh, but hopefully Brad, you know, does his part and uh, 
befriends Duke so we can get him on the podcast. That'd be incredible. Uh, go see Brad if you're up in Canada. If you're not, um, go see him at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club in Ventura, California when he gets back from that July 31st through August 2nd in Ventura, California. Um, always a great time out there. It's a good club. Go see Brad. You can see me in Los Angeles, um, Laugh Factory Comedy Store, Improv, uh, Haha ha, Ice House, all those places. Check my uh, website, adamwrighttv.com. That'll basically where I'll be for the next few months because uh, I'm going to be gone in Boston for a little while uh, doing another Paul Feig movie. So we'll be, uh, we'll be out there doing that. Probably do some spots while I'm out in Boston. So if you're in Boston, uh, check my website and come see, uh, come see some dates as I'm doing the movie out there. I can't really say, I think, what the movie is, but I think people know what he's doing right now. So put two and two together. Um, it rhymes with Schmost Gusters. That's actually the name of the movie. I'm not even trying to be funny about it. It's Schmoschgusters. So get really pumped for that. And if you get a chance, go see Fortune live doing stand-up. Uh, she's hilarious. All her dates are at her website, fortunefemster.com. Of course, head over to astoymerchandise.com. Pick up all your ALN merch. We got mugs. We got shirts. The Roni and the Quave stuff. The Titanic shirt. We got some hats coming pretty soon. Really stoked on those. Uh, get your merch. Wear it to the shows. Uh, you guys have been so great about that. Brad and I have been signing stuff at shows. Um, it's really awesome to see some of the pictures you guys post. Wearing the uh, the shirts and, uh, and and holding up your mugs. Love it. You know, you can get those. You can use the mug for anything. You, you, coffee at work. Filled with booze at work. We know some of you. Fucking people like to drink while you work. I don't uh, hate on that at all. I'm, I'm drinking right now. Right, Dave? <laughs> AstoyMerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y, Merchandise.com. And uh, also, uh, go to my YouTube page right now. I just posted a new video uh, with Jeff Richards, former guest of the podcast, and I doing a Jay Leno, Dave Letterman uh, what are they doing now that they're retired video? Uh, it's going to be on the front of Funny or Die later this week. But just go to my YouTube page, uh, AdamRay24, and uh, and check that out. I'm posting it on Twitter and, and Facebook a lot, too. So check that out. Share it with your friends and your family. And uh, and I think that's all the info. Now that we got the tour dates out of the way, that's all the merch info. Those are the Twitter handles. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a very fun, special new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the hilarious Fortune Feimster. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Yeah, we're going. Oh, look, you got one of Brady's. Yeah, right? Big fan of those. That's awesome. Yeah, we're going, so hug oh, the mic. Oh, this is going? You oh. Can grab that. Yeah, you can pull yeah. that Let's get right to it. We, yeah, I mean, we usually try to shoot the shit for a minute, but <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah. when the conversation starts you're with like, Elton, on, we try I, to get I going. I thought we were, like, leading up to it. They're like, put on your headphones. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Like, Talking you through uh, this. This is happening. Get <laughs> close to the mic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just admiring Adam's place. Oh, is it? Well, I mean, sure. You, you get to look around. You see a you, you see a Muppet poster. You see the candles. It's you such see a the, dude's place. Isn't it? God, everybody says that, <laughs> but I guess it is. I guess because I'm, you know, I what? Well, I mean, like it, it, it's like when people tell me it's like, oh, uh, you, you know, your, your your jokes come from a dwarf perspective. It's like, well, I'm a dwarf. Yeah. 
Yeah, you just don't know anybody. I don't You're know. Like, this is how right? I was raised. I don't know how to write from a guy who's five foot eight. <laughs> like, like it's like so you tell Adam like, yeah, look, you have a dude apartment. It's like well, I'm a dude. I'm it's, a dude. It's kind of what I do. Yeah, if you, I would be more, more surprised if I came in here and you had like uh, just that like potter, pottery barn everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's uh, like, I, I put it all in the closet he before you got here. Candles lit though. Like if that, yeah, but that's because I love smells. Yeah, I know. Smells are good. <laughs> smells are great. Also. um when you see when you're at Rite Aid and you see a Skittles candle, oh, I did not even know that existed. Neither did I until I walked into Rite Aid, not looking for Skittles candles. That's the best time to get a Skittles candle when you're <laughs> not selling it. Do it. Yeah, right. yeah, I mean it's got like a fruity, <laughs> fruity essence. All right, Fortune, if you want to make fun of my candles, can you do this off air? No, you decided to start, so. Yeah. This is what happened. You must accept the skittle bashing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Adam isn't always dude. Like, like there, there's like a pressure on guys to sometimes be like just dude, Masculine. like all the time. Yeah. Like we got like hey, he has a sensitive side. Yeah, for sure. I was raised by two women. Yeah, you know. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, yesterday, uh, we're recording this on a Monday. Yesterday, uh, Adam and I were sharing some whiskey and watching the Women's World Cup final. There yeah. you go. And that, and right. that was solid. And oh. We were pumped. And can uh, I be honest? Got choked up. It's, it was a pretty great game. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, are you a big soccer fan? I am. Yeah, because uh, I saw your I saw your pics on Instagram. Were you mm-hmm. watching, like, at your house, or did you have, like, a... I was at a friend's house. Yeah. But I've been playing soccer since I was five. I played oh, in no college. Kidding. Yeah. What and college? I, uh, it was, like, a small Division three college. But you played. I played, and then I play still in a league. That's awesome. On, usually on, one, on Monday nights, but we're off this week. What, uh, what's the like name a, you... Is oh, it, like, a comedian league, or is it just, no, like, a... No, it's a regular really? league, yeah. A regular Ooh, person I'm league. I'm a forward. Who would have thunk it? Oh, shit. I score. You're quick as shit, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? I for I have a big body, but I have a weirdly fast. Like I'm weirdly very fast. All right. Like I played t- tennis in college too, and my oh, yeah. coaches were just like, "How do you move like this?" <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> I have no idea. This I knew is the like, secret. I tell I you. just can't run for long periods of time. <laughs> so short, so short bursts. Short, you're yeah. incredible. Short bursts. I will outrun anyone. Mm-hmm. But if you tell me I have to run a couple of miles, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, did you? What was the name of your team? Uh, here is no, no the uh, college team. Uh, we what were we? Peace Pride. Okay, love the that. Pride. Yeah. Oh, wow, did you go to, like the? It was a women's college. Hippie so. school of like hey, we're like go Peace go Pride. Peace we don't want to say like yeah. go Lions. That's too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. and like we're a Pride. We're a team. Yeah, we're a team. The toboggan uh, <laughs> incense <laughs> uh, muffins. I don't know what else is hippie related. <laughs> muffins. Is, or, that a, is that a hippie snack? I don't know. Wait, wait. Granola's hippie. Granola. Yeah, are muffins. are muffins hippie? Yikes. I don't know. They're delicious. They are I delicious. Mean, shots I, fired because I, no. I mean, I'll stand up for muffins right here and now. <laughs> oh, wow. I know it's a controversial stance. Yeah, that it is, really is. You're, you're really putting yourself out there. I don't <laughs> care, man. That's <laughs> Obama's next move, defending muffin rights. If so, if someone wants to stop listening to this podcast because they don't enjoy a good blueberry muffin in the morning, then I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> I just feel like it's such a. Anytime I'm in San Diego, which is very like you know 
surfery beach, dude. Yeah. Like fucking everything's cool, dude. Like yeah. I feel like I've gotten offered muffins on the street by a guy in board shorts and a skateboard. And I feel like you didn't even stop. He just skate skated by and was like, You wanna merge my muffins? <laughs> and uh, so I guess that's why I attribute it to such a yeah. casual sounds snack. Like, yeah, sounds like a strange pickup line. Definitely a odd experience. Yeah, for it you. for sure was. I was super baked, so it tripped me out too. Uh wait, so what's the name of your soccer team here in LA? The Gremlins. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'm applauding Don't it. Don't score on them after midnight. Uh, no. <laughs> Just throw water on us. <laughs> Dude, that would be like the best, like, so, like, you're losing, and then you call a timeout, and then you all douse yourself in water, and you just become, like, these super monster players. You're like, ah, oh, crap. Do not play the gremlins. <laughs> I uh, scored on my own team when I was uh, nine years old. Oh, really? And I, oh, I'll no. never forget the feeling. It's like a rite of passage as a kid. <laughs> Maybe I was 11. Uh-huh. I was, it was at an age where it was like, you shouldn't be doing that, man, yeah. is what one of the dads said to me. The uh, dad said? Oh, oh the you dad, got shit dad they were, changed. It wasn't my dad because uh, he wasn't there. Thanks for bringing that up. Oh, but it sorry. was uh, there was uh, there were two there were two other of the dads that because every team's got those parents that are just yeah either they are living vicariously through the kid because they sure. didn't go pro or right. they just love sports so much that even at age nine, ten, and eleven they're yeah. like. Winning is everything, yeah. Yeah. you know. Don't come home, yeah, without a trophy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Dad, it's still the regular season. Don't. Why did you figure out a way to get a trophy? Yeah, get a trophy. You should. You steal it. Your thing. How bad do you want it? Yeah. So I scored on the other team, and I ran to the sidelines, and this dad just looked at me with just wide eyes, and he put his arms out like doing that big like, yeah. What the fuck was that gesture? And then I walked to the sidelines, and he goes, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Was, I hate this day. Oh, man. I, I still I can tap into the, how I felt right now. But, you know, then I went over, had some orange slices, some Capri Sun, and all was You're right in the world. Yeah, yeah. Maybe four Capri Suns. I probably went extra that yeah. day. I don't know when the whole orange slices and Capri Sun thing stops. But that's de- but that's definitely something that should keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whenever you're in a stressful situation, <laughs> someone should come by with some orange slices and Capri Sun yeah, and ease feel, your worries. Yeah, I feel um, great. You know, takes like you back to the happy place. Yeah, you get you, you get charged extra for your cell phone bill because you went over your data plan. But then they give you a coupon for orange slices and, and Capri Sun. And be like, you know what, Verizon, I'm I'm sticking with you this time. I'm all good. <laughs> nice. I was good. Feel happy. What uh, what were you a happy kid in North Carolina growing up? I, yeah, I mean, I had, uh, yeah, it was a small town yeah. outside of Charlotte. How so many people? Like 9,000. Holy shit, that is yeah, small. real small. So wow. everybody knew each other. Is, but it wasn't like, everyone just assumes I grew up on like a farm. I was like, North Carolina, that's not what North oh, Carolina, man. that's like the Midwest, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like a suburb. It was like a cute town. It wasn't like Kannapolis, was it? It's near Kannapolis. Oh, really? Yeah, like 30 minutes. Oh, wow. My college roommate is now the announcer for... The Kannapolis Intimidators, which is a minor, oh, really? which is a minor league baseball, baseball team yeah. out there, yeah, and, and and he's like the local celebrity of the That's town. Hilarious! Like he goes to the coffee shop, you're like, yeah. oh god, it's the it's the voice of the Intimidators. <laughs> you buy him a chai tea latte. <laughs> Just kidding, they don't have chai tea lattes. Yeah. Uh, Big fish. Yeah. Fun, you know? <laughs> but, but like, did uh, uh, did you like growing up in the small town? I did. I mean, it was. I, looking back, I can appreciate it, but mm-hmm. I was so ready to leave. Like I turned 18 and. I went to college in Raleigh, which wasn't, I was still in North Carolina, but at least it was a city. Yeah. And then after I graduated college, I, I was like, you know what? I got to see the world. I lived in Spain for a year Whoa. after that. Studying abroad? Yeah. Well, I graduated, okay. so it was just kind of like. A travel post. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't want to grow up yet. For sure. Now, now, when you were in Spain, were you, were you the 
American that tried to say the uh, S with the lisp, but like Fumo <laughs> 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 the Pina. Yes, she was. Gracias. Yes. <laughs> Sounds so weird, we're, you know? Yes, we're going out to lay on the beach of, the ba- of Barcelona. Barca- Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. I, I feel like that's half the fun of going there. I know. You buy the ticket, you get to adjust to the culture. Well, you kind of have to speak Spanish like that. Yeah. And, I mean, th- it made learning Spanish a lot harder. I will mm-hmm. say that. Um uh, because they speak so fast yeah and with the lisp and they like chop off half their words you're like what are you saying yeah they oh. shorten everything because they know what they're talking about yeah and you're like i need every I syllable like, pronounced slowly let me look at my dictionary yeah can you hold up the item you're talking about yeah. as right. you're talking about where, where, where's the guy that comes out and says donde esta la biblioteca <laughs> in <laughs> mexico i could understand their spanish because yeah. i lived there for two summers uh, but Spain was a whole different ballgame. Did you party it up there? Yeah, that, that's what you do there. Like, yeah. and they party hard, like till like eight a.m. Isn't that crazy? When I went there uh, for like four days, uh, I was on a study abroad trip from London. And I went there on one of our weekends, and we went out the first night at like ten, mm-hmm. and came back at no, no, we went out at like yeah, maybe like ten, and came back at like. Two thirty-three, yeah. and that's just when people were getting going. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So like, we got a nap for, from midnight to yeah. two, and then go out. Yeah, people eat dinner at like eleven. Yeah, it's a everything goes back there, and and it was like when we were walking home at like eight a.m., seven a.m. Everybody else was too. Like it was not a weird thing. So, so, so awesome. Yeah. So you don't have those awkward glances where like yeah. someone's going to work when yeah. you're coming. Everyone's the doing the walk of shame. Yeah, yeah. Totally. There's no walk of shame because it's the unified walk of togetherness. And Spain, when- our whole country is a walk of shame. <laughs> uh, don't. Don't, don't take it that way well, but yeah and when I lived there I don't know if it's still popular now this was 12 years ago yeah uh, they instead of like buying expensive drinks at the clubs all the kids would or you know uh, or 18 and over I yeah. think is the age there mm-hmm. would buy the liquor and the ice and the cups and the mixers in the store go to the club hang out outside of the club and drink smart and then go into the club whoa so but everybody did it yeah and so the streets were lined they were tailgating outside people. the club yeah wow it was i never experienced anything like it i mean drinking in the street is the best <laughs> can i be honest like when i went to new orleans it took me a while not to walk around with a can or cup out here yeah right and even when people were like you can't do that I, it was such a like, but in New Orleans, I but could. Why not? <laughs> but, I could, but I could do it in a state that was still in this country. Yeah. I don't understand rules. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, go to 6th Street in Austin. Yeah. Same, same thing. Oh, you can you wa- walk around there? Yeah. Right? You just yeah. walk from bar to bar. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. You're yeah. Like, they should why do designate to- places in each city. Right? Sure. Well, West Hollywood, you should be able to walk with drinks. I see Ab- no problem with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You might have a guy try to <laughs> S your D, but. <laughs> <laughs> we curse here. Wait, 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 okay. Right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. You know what though? Suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming and it was still funny. Oh man. I love that. You know what's so great about, <laughs> about that moment? In my head I go, no, you know what? For comedic purposes, S your D is funnier. And yeah. then you said suck your dick with that fun voice and that you know, was, it was just a good time. Just home run fortune. <laughs> uh, but That's why I'm a professional. <laughs> Damn right. Because I know when to adjust. <laughs> I, I, absolutely. And that's a I mean 
<laughs> I, w- I had the experience of being on the Josh Wolf show with you recently. And, yeah, we did that last week. And me and it was me, you, and Theo Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And me and Theo are backstage, like writing jokes, like trying to, like, okay, th- 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 this is the line that we're going to use. We'll and give our listeners a setup for it, the show. Is it similar to it's similar Chelsea? Similar to Chelsea, yeah, lately, cool. yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Pan- the panel. Right. Yeah, Josh brings up a topic, and, mm-hmm. the, and then the comics go. And so you get your topics pre show, so you have uh-huh. some time right. to prep some jokes. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, me and Theo are all, all writing jokes, and we're looking at Fortune, and you're just sitting in a chair just we're hanging like out. what are you doing she's like i'm just gonna wing it and you did and you were hilarious thank you just, well i mean i that's just pro- probably from four years on chelsea just right if it had been another show that mm-hmm. like not josh or not somebody related to the chelsea experience i probably would have been a little more like oh i gotta prepare more yeah. has the chelsea but experience know- ride opened up at disneyland yet <laughs> <laughs> it should. It should. that would be a good ride. yeah it's, just, it's, it's just, just a slideshow of her uh with topless horse pictures yeah <laughs> she's, all- she's cool as shit for doing that yeah That's she so- likes to show her those boobies i mean i i just think it's um because i i feel like I'm, she's doing it to kind of throw it in the face right of like yeah it, commenting it was, on- at first it started with just her wanting to post picture topless but then cool. it, but instagram has a rule of no nipples yes. for, on women mm-hmm. so then it became is that the like, only um no pe- nipple rule they I think have no or penises no nipples no penises women no nipples, nipples. That's, uh, no women no vaginas nipples. yeah no women nipples guys can be topless so then she kind of t- made it her mission to like <laughs> see how many pictures she could post to make them take it down i don't really know yeah well hey that's they last that's for what like being rich does. they last for like five <laughs> you know constantly taking <laughs> boob <Boobies>. selfies <laughs> I mean most people ride a horse and say I'm on a majestic animal and I'm yeah. enjoying the view she rides the horse and says you know what's missing from this experience tits, tits. and I truly appreciate that mindset yeah whoever's taking the I, I think I know who's taking the pictures oh Hollywood pro- secrets no I mean it's her oh. roommate okay oh, but okay. she's a lesbian so I'm sure that but there, you know, it's yeah. not like that for sure. Right, but right, I'm right. sure she's enjoying yeah. taking the pictures. It's a fun by, photo day. By the way, Snoop has a guy in, in his entourage that's like the designated joint roller. Like oh, that's really? all he does all day is. So ro- she's got a tit taker. He's like, I need <laughs> yeah, a job for. I need a job for my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Joe's just like, I need tit taker. What a great space to be, right? We're just creating. What job would you create for a family member? For a family, well, I mean, like when you a, get stupid a useless rich, useless job. Yeah, useless yeah. job. Oh gosh! I mean, somebody to fetch me Asian food. <laughs> I love Chinese <laughs> food, Thai food. Too. Yeah, what's so, your go-to? Uh, Chinese PT. Like, uh, I'll pad say, thai. yeah, there pad you go. Thai is definitely the way to go. Oh, so, like, you would have so instead of a joint roller, you'd have a like a spring roller. Yes, yeah, spring <laughs> roller. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. be quiet for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I am never yeah. topping. Oh, I don't win, man. <laughs> I wish I were cooler. I wish I really like had someone rolling joints. I'm like, I would much rather go to a buffet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not cool like that. See, I would have somebody to pre-wet my slip and slide. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so that I don't have to fucking untangle untangle the hose. Yeah, and you know, figure out how much to get in the right area because yeah. that's important. It's, it's I talk, already slippery once you get there. I love yeah. that. I want to walk. I literally want to wake up. And I'll sleep in my swim trunks. Yeah. There's a little fun fact about me. I'll do that, right? Okay. Just to be even extra extra ready. <laughs> Wake up 
and just beeline it from the room all the way through the kitchen and the living room, out the door, onto the slip and slide in one motion. Oh, now, now, does the slip and slide go up. to your garage? So do you go like right to the car? Or is you know, like Brad, the this end? is why you're going to be VP of Productions at my house of fun. Okay. that's a great idea. That's right. That, yeah. That's, I tried what, to, that's what I do. I try to teach my nieces. Uh, I got them a Barbie slip and slide lesson. I was home, right? The twin girls uh-huh. are five. And, you know, I wet it down and got all ready. And they were like, I'm glad you got to go first. Yeah. I was like, Hell yeah. Like, this is what I was born to do. Teach uh-huh. you guys how to slip and slide. Yeah. And, uh, and so I jumped. But I hadn't been on one since a ki- when I was a kid. So I right. forgot that you, you need to time the jump, like, before you get to the slip and slide. I jumped when I was halfway in the air over the slip and slide. Oh, So I cleared no. the slip and slide, which, A... You know, that was a nice little thing to discover about myself at 33. Oh, shit, man. You can fly, Adam. White man can jump. White man can jump. (laughs) And that Instagram fucking hashtag slip and slide photo. But then I completely missed it. Hit the hard fucking ground. Knocked the wind out of myself. (laughs) Got up. Oh, my God. Uncle needs a minute. I was like, it's so fun. It's so fun. And they're like, what the fuck are you pussy? I don't want to do that now. Yeah. Do you have uh, nieces or nephews? I have four nephews. Nice. Do you love it? I do. I'm going to uh, uh, Orlando with them next week. Disney World? Yeah, at the like hottest time of the year. I don't know what we were thinking, but yeah, I think we're going to go to Disney World like one day. Now lose their minds. Yeah, now like when you come home, are you you like, I want to be the cool aunt? Like, I want to be that person that'd be like, like, hey, it's a fortune. Like, like, you want them just to go nuts? Heck yeah. Well, I only go home like three times a year, so Mm -hmm. I got to make it count, you know? Right. So I buy them things and I know I just I please just, please love me when yeah, I'm not here I know <laughs> I like, this will make up for me not calling you guys enough <laughs> Aww. I know I've, I'm, I need to FaceTime them more I say that too I know I just I'm like I'll hang out with my friend like to, before I got here I was hanging out with my friend's kid and mm-hmm. I just I'm like I could call my nephew a little bit more yeah. is it a cool kid yeah the one here? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I mean, they're all great. But yeah, the, my friend's kid is like the most well-behaved kid, just like super cool. He's, yeah. It's almost like talking to a little adult, but like a fun little That's adult. That's so awesome. Well, what, yeah. what age? He's three. Yeah. There you go. That's where they really can start developing some thoughts and opinions and perspectives. Yeah, or three and a half, something like that. My nieces, we had like a, last time I was home, like a 45-minute. First of all, they explained the plot of Chicken Little to me. Uh-huh. And then we had a debate about Curious George because... Spirited. Yeah, because I read them a book in which Curious George went to jail for prank calling the fire department. That really happened in the book? Yep. Wow. <laughs> Teaching kids a they lesson, Curious yeah, George. Right? For prank calling the fire. And I'm like, A, prank calls are hilarious. B, if you're a monkey making that prank call, double hilarious. Yeah, because monkeys monkey around. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. All you know what? Let's all let sudden, that silence all, fill in. All of a sudden, the monkey has a probation officer. <laughs> and she recovers. I thought, I thought it was some bullshit, though, you know? But, you know, I guess a lot of you're those like, stories, you like, see it from an adult perspective. Listen, just because Curious George got prank call, I don't want this to hinder your future in prank calling. Yeah. <laughs> for real. I don't want them to think you get punished for doing something fun and silly. Yeah. It's like Dr. Seuss and Green Eggs and Ham. You know, the guy was very aggressive about, do you want him on a boat with a goat in the rain on a train? It's like, dude, maybe I'm fucking hungover and maybe I want to eat on my own time. <laughs> Seuss. <laughs> Clearly, I spent way too much time thinking about Seuss' problems. Yeah, yeah. you did. So you, so you got family in uh, Florida and you moved out to Los Angeles when? Well, they're in North Carolina and I'm visiting them in Florida. Oh, okay. I moved to LA 12 years ago. 12 years. I came back from Spain, uh, and I had 
It was like kind of a weird story. I was the com- the student speaker at my college graduation. Nerd. Oh shit! Uh, Do you then, remember the speech you gave? I don't, but it, it did pretty well. Oh shit! Uh, were, were you like it was like a valedictorian thing, or it was like a? I was the student body president, so it was like one of the more like that kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. and you were fun and funny. Uh, yeah, you know oh, that's the best. And, uh, so they loved it. So it was good. It went yeah. well, and then uh, the commencement speaker was an actress named Emily Proctor. She's uh, sounds really familiar. She's on CSI Miami. Yeah. Okay. So she and I hit it off, nice. and she said we ended up talking later down the road where she needed an assistant, mm-hmm. and I was like, if it's still available when I get back from Spain, it'd be cool. Like yeah. another, it'd be a reason to get you to L.A. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I was I wasn't doing comedy then, so it's oh, not shit. like I was trying to this chase wasn't, the dream. You yeah, know? you weren't like I'm gonna go to yeah. L.A. to get my foot in the door. Totally, then- I done I had done acting and I minored in theater, but yeah. I sucked. I was so bad at. <laughs> what was the play you did that people were? Get off the I stage! Know. I did like the Tempest. I mean, yeah. like wow, that's some serious. Yeah, shit. like we never did any fun comedies. It was all like these serious or obscure, weird. It was either Shakespeare or some weird modern play. All right, so, so you so you had a teacher that I had, kinda, a, I had a weird teacher. Yeah, so I didn't get to like really you know explore comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when she asked me to do that, I was just like, it was another one of those things. Like I don't know what I want to do for a living, so that seems like a cool thing to you really do. Had no, there was not even like a deep like even before i knew i wanted to come down and and do this i was like oh, i'll be a cartoonist or oh, i'll yeah. still try to be in the nba which uh-huh. faded out because my mom was like there are no jews in the nba <laughs> uh and uh and then it was but it, it, i didn't figure it out until yeah. super late so but but i i had like even like as elementary school teacher i thought but that was even like a deep option yeah. so there were no deep i mean options. i was always a academic uh, i mean i graduated summa cum laude i was like only Jesus. one B in college. All of the rest Whoa. were A's. Wow. Uh, but I was like a closet nerd. No one knew I studied so much because yeah. I was always like the fun mm-hmm. person. So like, she can't actually be smart, too. I know, right? <laughs> and so uh, I thought I would do something in academics. I didn't know what yeah. that was, though. So I was just kind of... Pro- I, I figured I'd go to grad school, uh, but that never seemed that exciting. And so when she offered me that opportunity, I was like, you know what? I'll go see what it's like. If I don't like it and I like LA, I'll just apply to ucla or something cool and so i went and i really liked la i hated being an assistant that <laughs> blew it does right and uh do you I have did, any do you have any horror stories like things that you had no, to go I mean, get or anything she like wasn't, that i mean she was just like kind of a regular it's just your life is actress. their life right yeah. i mean yeah. that's that's the thing you're more of just like it's more like all the things in your own life you hate doing like grocery shopping cleaning the cat <laughs> oh, litter you're not even doing it for you laundry right. like all yeah, that yeah. stuff you're doing it for somebody else you're just their bitch basically which you know you all you, everybody has to work their way up so i was like kind of like whatever but once i was here and around the business i was like oh this is cool like i was seeing people create things and I was like, that's kind of fun. It'd be cool to like write things. And mm-hmm. then I joined the Groundlings as a hobby about a year, oh, shit. about two years into living here, just because I was trying to make friends. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. well, well, because it was hard to meet. Move. It was hard yeah. to meet people. I'm from North Carolina, where everyone's friends. Right. You go to the you knew grocery store. Yeah. You, There's Pam yeah. and Ricky, and yeah, here, here, here yeah, no here one will look exactly, at each other. Yeah, you can't just go to the grocery store and be like, hey, yeah. cucumbers. And I and like cucumbers. If you seem too anxious <laughs> to want to be somebody's friend, it scared them. Right. So they were like, oh, this person's like really friendly. What does that mean? What do they want from me? Yeah. And I'm like, nothing. I'm just nice. Yeah. Wow. It's so people it's were so, so weird. taken aback by it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because like. Uh, both my parents are from the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born and raised out here, 
but they t- but they taught me like hey if you see someone walking down the street you say yeah. you say hello to them you yeah. say hi make hi, eye contact how are you you do that out here people start like clutching purses and like start walking away I like don't, neighbor walk by me like I kept trying to make eye contact with her and she wouldn't look at me I was like all right fine. <laughs> Jesus you're lost uh, yeah so I so I joined the groundlings because I was like well that way they seem happy like those <laughs> improv people seem happy now did you that's so funny that comedy was just a hobby you were yeah. just like so even in high school when you were Making I mean, people laugh, you weren't like you didn't pick up on like I mean, oh I, wow I'm pretty I, good at this skill. I grew up on like SNL and yeah, my, and when I was young, my grandmother and I watched the Carol Burnett reruns. Awesome. So I had it in my blood. It was and I would watch SNL and then come to school and recreate this the sketches for my friends. Hilarious. Nice. What was your go to? Mary Catherine Gallagher. Oh my god! <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. So it was. I always loved it. Yeah. Uh, and. Then, yeah, once I started the growlings, my teachers were just like, you got to keep doing this. And I, it, huh. it's quickly. At what point? A couple classes in? Yeah, about two classes in. Shit. No kidding. Or two, like, series of classes. Why do you think it's just come? Do you think because you never uh, put on this big comedy hat of, like, this is going to be what I do and I'm going to make a job out of this uh-huh. and money and career? And you were so kind of casual about it that you there was less pressure and you maybe weren't in your head so much? Or I don't know. Do you think you just. Everyone always asked my family, they're like, did you know she'd be a comedian? Was she like cracking jokes? My family was like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm just not that like person. I'm very chill. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very even. Yeah, your demeanor on stage is just so easygoing, but still like there's a, a fun energy to it yeah. and very likable. But it's like, I can tell that the way you're on stage and, you know, as I've got to know you, it is an extent. Like, you're just yeah, an extension just, of. I'm a little bit more animated on sure. stage. Sure. But. I'm not that co- comic who's bouncing off the walls. Like I'm never fighting for stage time. I'm like, oh, you want me to do some time? Cool. All right, I'll do it, and then get off at the time <laughs> you want me to get off. Like, what I've a novel ne- concept. I've never wow. been that person that's like, everybody's gonna look at me for an hour, mm-hmm. you know. And so I don't know that like it was something everyone would have assumed that I would do, but I guess it's just something I really love to do. Once I started it, is your fam stoked? Like when you started, to- they weren't stoked at first because no. my mom was very much like, "When are you going to grad school?" Well, when, sure, she's a teacher. Yeah, and then and then when you then when you graduate yeah. with the awards that you had, yeah, like your parents were thinking, like, "Doctor, like, yeah, come they're on. like, what a waste." Yeah, and it wasn't till I started at like being on TV that they were like, "Oh, cool, okay, <laughs> all right, it works." <laughs> you know, but in the beginning part, they're just like, "Oh boy, when is she gonna yeah. get over?" I think this? that's consistent with a lot of it because they just. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, even before we all got out here, we were far removed from the business. So we have yeah. sure. our idea of making it and doing well is if you're on TV or if you're yeah. right. Like I mean, only if they can see it do they yeah. know that you're doing well. Those first right. few years of going back home were the worst. I when know. I was like trying to get people to come to some of these open mics, I was doing my Seattle buddies yeah. to like get stage time, but at the yeah. same time they're like. This is the show you're doing. I thought uh-huh. you were a comic, and I'm yeah. like, no, I am. But like, you I have am, to but do this, this, yeah. this is what you do. And they're like, have you done like? Do you open the Seinfeld? Yeah, right. <laughs> right away. The parents are like, so what TV shows you can I see out you with on? Chappelle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless you are on TV, they think you're not like. Right, so they're crazy. Like, well, when are you gonna be on TV? You're like, right? I don't know. It's not that easy. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah uh, my personal favorite, and I got this uh, with Chelsea all the time, is people mm-hmm. were like, you should be on that Chelsea show. You're Just, absolutely right. Yeah. Oh I my should, God. Why didn't I think of that? That must have been so <laughs> frustrating. You're just, yeah, I've never th- thought about being in movies before. <laughs> <laughs> really, Mom? God, if I only yeah. thought, just get to Hollywood, call Spielberg. Yeah. But the one nice thing about doing comp that I learned as a, uh, to be a good comedian, uh, comedian, you also have to be a good writer. Mm-hmm. And so the academic part comes in handy when sure. you're writing because you gotta 
have some sense of a brain. You yeah, know? And, and and just the discipline to sit down and actually do mm-hmm. it because that's all. That, that's almost the hardest part is just to carve out that time yeah. and just be like, okay, from this hour to this hour, I am writing. Yeah, I am going to write, and it's hard. I mean, I go through writer's blocks all the sure. time where sure. I wish I were smarter. I'm like, oh, come on. How yeah. do you how do you deal with that? You know, I just kind of step away from the writing for a little bit and just live life and hope that I'll be inspired, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Something is, I'm happened. at the point where I really need to start writing new jokes, but that's yeah. just going to, I'm just going to have to force myself to like sit down every day. I think that's definitely what it is. I mean, I, I you know, everyone's got a different process and, yeah. and I think we, you know, things come into what we, that we get introduced to and, and sometimes on the fly. Do you write on stage a lot? Like Not really. You need to go up there with a I map. need to go, I need to know what I'm going to do. But my yeah. friend, one of my comedy friends is challenging me to get up there and start not knowing what I'm going to talk about, which yeah. is scary. I mean, even for us, we've been doing this a while. That's yeah, scary. For sure. It's scary. Uh, I found out and I, I, had a, I had one acting teacher in college that gave me this quote and it kind of it, it's kind of worked out for me where he says uh, uh, desperate people get super creative super fast <laughs> yeah and so sometimes I just go on stage like with a general outline with mm-hmm. a topic and I'm like all right find the joke yeah try to make it funny yeah and then just uh, it's it, it is it, it it's still scary mm-hmm. but uh, most of the time like there there's a show at the comedy store uh, where Jeremiah does it where stand up on the spot yeah stand yeah mm-hmm. stand up on the spot where you just the audience just throws out a topic. Oh, yeah. And you just go, uh, okay, hamsters. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. And, and you start talking about hamsters and like, man, yeah. they fit a lot of things in those cheeks. Yeah, they have that. <laughs> Jesus. Was that your bit? God. All right. Well, not a solid bit for right. the show. You know, it's You're not developing a material. No, no, no. What? No, no. That line wasn't about hamsters. That was about my ex-girlfriend. Oh, no, Jesus. It just gets better. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that, that's like that, uh, the set list show. That's a fun yeah. one. Yeah, where yeah. they... Uh, put up topics on a projector and you just have to make up a bunch of stuff yeah <laughs> it's all like it's not stuff you can then take and use in your you know act right you're gonna be so, like well so, now like i got a great sequiters. bit on protractors yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be fantastic you too? oh my god uh, yeah. were you super pumped to be in the groundlings knowing of the history of snl and that yeah such a because big... i thought that would be my path was snl mm-hmm. i i did not grow up on stand-up it wasn't what i aspired to be right uh i it was snl was like the mecca for me um so i was in the groundlings for about six years and i did test for snl twice oh shit um, how, was how far, how far was did awesome. you go like to I, like to the testing that's it testing testing yeah. and then you're on the show like on the oh so testing like they flew to new york yeah, flew me to new york two summers in a row and in front of lauren lauren tape were you an impression i mean you have to get them I mean, I'm not great with impressions. I can do like caricatures of yeah, people, yeah. Uh, but it was all original characters that I mm-hmm. would do. Who and like, so- who knows what would have happened? Like Taryn Killam, who's in there now, yep. was in the Growlings with me. He's been here. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so he and I tested. He tested three times, and I tested twice with wow. him. So it took him three times to get it. I tested twice, and then the next summer I got Chelsea, so I didn't submit again. Right, 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 I didn't right. have them come see me, so I don't know if it. I feel like if they really wanted me, they would have sought me out, yeah. but I wasn't also pursuing them right. either. So you know, I just kind of chalked it up to like that wasn't my path. What were some of the characters that you did? I um based on real people back from Carolina. This was back in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Oh, I'm shit. trying to remember. Yeah. I I have a Hooters waitress character that too. <laughs> I did that. Enough. That that's yeah. enough right there. I mean, <laughs> like a really skanky up. chick who's but so confident. Which mm. actually, that that um, I 
read for a thing with Louis C.K. because he had seen that uh, stand-up bit online. He was like, you know that Hooters waitress? <laughs> She's so confident. He's like, do mm-hmm. it like that. I was like, oh, my God, this is so trippy. That's so awesome. Um, and then I did like a Richard Simmons impression. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Can I hear a little bit of that, please? It's just me prancing around in a tank top being like, come on, you guys, everybody, let's get happy. It was like a terrible impression, but it was just funny that this fat sure, girl running around in a tank top and short shorts. Um, Simmons has one of the best, like, impressionable yeah. uh, voices. Oh. I ran into him. What? A, a Richard like a couple of years later, I was like, "Oh my god, I Sir Richard Simmons." Yeah, it's like <laughs> I did an impression of you for Saturday Night Live, and he's like, mm, "That must have been fun, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what a I dick! Was like, I mean, it, he's just—it was like a fun sassy. For but sure, I, yeah. It was not flattering for me, him, for me he to wasn't tell him. Pumped I was, about it. Yeah. yeah, it was not well, pumped. <laughs> well, because <laughs> most people wouldn't be if not, I said yeah. I did an impression. Well, of because yeah. the general sense of an impression is you don't go, "Hey, I did this impression." You come off really confident. <laughs> And yeah. sexy and smart, like yeah. There's not exactly. Yeah. Those, I mean, I also yeah. did impressions of Khloe Kardashian, your awesome. own Chelsea, where I just yelled at everyone. So my impressions <laughs> are not based on reality. Wait, I also did a with the few times I submitted for SNL. I did a Khloe Kardashian. Um, oh really? But my thing. I had her talk like this, <laughs> just like oh, such a beast. That's what was so yours? Funny. Uh, mine was uh, we did a sketch where uh. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I don't for know. Chelsea lately. Yeah, for Chelsea yeah, yeah. lately, and I kept yelling at everybody. I was like, "Get in the basement!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I love bagels." Put the like, lotion on its skin. So, so I, what the- I have people now come to shows being like, "Get in the basement!" <laughs> wow, if you do not know the context of that, yeah. that's a that's a pretty frightening. <laughs> like I, th- yeah. I, I think a fortune needs a bodyguard yeah, or something. Yeah. I forgot yeah. what this concept was. It was. I don't remember. It was something racist, I'm sure. <laughs> no one, no it's one's a Chelsea be. people. Now, 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 like, now, like, you say it was your dream to be on SNL. So when that mm. do- when that doesn't happen, are you just crushed? Are you like, well, I got to keep at it, or like, what was your mindset? Well, the first time I didn't get it, I was bummed, but I was like, all right, you know, that's okay because I was just starting in the uh, Sunday Company at the Groundlings, so Which I hadn't is, had enough. That's the main company. That's, it's yeah. the it's like the minor leagues to the major leagues of the groundlings. Right. And, but that's where you learn the most. And I was like, I hadn't done that yet. I know I have a lot to learn. So I was like, next summer I'll be like in, yeah. in it to win it. And that's where you got a company of, uh, what? 12 it's people. Like, yeah. 12 people. And you're doing a show it's every very week. Competitive. Very competitive. Uh-huh. And you're, you all, uh, it's like boot camp for and you're doing, comedy. Right. And you're doing like the same show every week or you're a different. No, you have to do a, a new show every week and bring in like five new sketches a week. Holy and, shit. And they it's like SNL. Yeah, yeah. And they vote on you every six months. I was the only sure. one in my class to go a year and a half. Wow, yeah. is is very and my, and I was with amazing people. Yeah, it was very competitive. Taryn, Mikey Day. Taryn was uh, two sixes ahead of me, okay. so his last six was my first six. Gotcha. Um, and then you just you they make you so good though. Like when I got hired on Chelsea, they were like, you know, we're gonna come up with sketches in the morning meeting that you're going to have to do that afternoon. I'm like, cool. Done it. How great, <laughs> like, how great is that? Yeah, it really is true that they yeah. say everything you do, like, I mean, it helps mm-hmm. for the next job. And so that must have been, because you were in so many sketches. I thought it was so yeah, great about was, Chelsea when they really, it, it took a, a couple seasons though for them to kind of mm-hmm. get into that world though, right? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it is kind of an SNL training ground, so they're preparing you for that live, yeah. like mm-hmm. crazy thing. Uh, so yeah, I was bummed that, summer but not that much i knew i was i figured i would get another shot 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Lauren Michaels and Kristen Wig and a bunch of other people came to one of our shows. And then I was like, oh, cool. I got to perform for them live, Fuck which is yeah. like, I'm way better live than auditioning because I hate sure. auditioning. Me well, too. that and it's like, and I've heard stories about those SNL auditions when it's just Lauren oh, and two writers or something mm-hmm. in, in the theater. And that's it. Yeah. And, and so you, you can't, you have no mm-hmm. laughs. Yeah. And nothing. Just it was like them in the corner. It was like Seth Meyers, who's super nice. And right. Like the tiny light. You know those Broadway mm-hmm. old school, that cliche where they have a lamp the light and, it, bulb. and everything yeah. else is dark yeah. around them. It's just like that. Oh. Um, so I was glad he got to see me live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they brought me back that summer. And I actually thought my first audition was better than my second one. Because your, your first one, you like give them everything. You're like, I'm going to show them yeah. everything I could do. But you don't take into account that you're probably going to come back the next year. and Because right. he very rarely hires people on their first go. Right. And then you come back a second time, you're like, crap, I gave him all my A material. <laughs> yeah. I did my splinter yeah. and my so, Jesse yeah, Spano so impression. Then you come back with like one A thing and then the rest yeah. are B things. So I felt like, so then when I didn't get the second time, I was like, okay, I think that ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. But then I got Chelsea and you just kind of like, Finally, you just accept that your path is not meant to go down that road, and you happily follow it. Yeah. I just wanted to work. Yeah, yeah, so. and, and now, but when you got on Chelsea, was at the time was it the show that it became, or was it still kind of in its infancy and growing? Chelsea, when I got hired, it was just coming off it. It there was a couple like two years where it was huge, mm-hmm. and all those comics were just like selling out everywhere and on the road. They were like rock stars. <laughs> I got hired right as it was coming <laughs> down from that <laughs> uh, that plateau. I got right. to experience that f- part of it yeah. for like I don't know maybe eight months a year. That's awesome. And then the last two years that kind of was fading to where like you really like a lot of stand up road work comes out of yeah, it. Right? And I, just I went from because when I got hired, I had just done last comic standing uh, the summer. Wait, I got hired in January. Six months before I got hired on Chelsea, yeah. I did last comic standing. And I when I did last comic standing, I'd only been doing stand up for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got on Chelsea, I was three years in the stand up. Oh shit! And all of a sudden was a headliner. And so Whoa, I had three yeah. years into stand up, learn how to headline. And for people who don't know that's, the number breakdown, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. pretty. That's, I mean, like if you're if if you're featuring after three years, you're way you're way ahead of the game. So it was. Well, what was nice when I started stand-up, though, is I had been doing improv for five years, so being on stage was nothing. Yeah. So I got, I felt like I got that, I feel like the first couple years of stand-up is just getting comfortable, so uh-huh. I had that, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel like I was a novice completely right. with stand-up. But now, but now you're also, because in most of the uh, improv and sketch stuff, it's characters, and, yeah. and not you're not being you, so now you're yeah. being you now the I'm whole time, you. right, so you're trying to figure I've it out. I've had a weird trajectory with stand-up. I got lucky in a lot of ways, because I started um, at the comedy store, it was where I learned, and I... I got in a class and the teacher had a show on Sunday night. So he let me do a spot every uh, Sunday for 10 minutes, which when you first start 10 minutes a week is huge. Yeah. Right. Which I'm very grateful to him. uh, Adam Barnhart let me do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful for for him to let me do that. So for a year I had a solid 10 minutes. So I built up a lot of material really quickly. Because you would write a lot too, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I would try out new things every week, and then sure. within a year of being at the comedy store, all of a sudden I was um, showcasing for Mitzi, and so which wow. is crazy yeah. too because yeah. that's only a year. Uh, so she didn't make me a paid regular at first. She 
put me uh, as a regular. So I mm-hmm. w- then went to the belly room on yep. Friday nights. Yep. And get to go so to La Jolla I, every now and yeah, then. Yeah. So then I did the belly room Friday nights for another year. Then two years in stand up, they made me a paid regular. <laughs> wow. So all of a sudden, I'm like having to. I remember they were like, you have to do 15 minutes in the OR. I'm like, oh my God, 15 minutes. That's so much time. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? What am I going to talk? And I was terrified. I figured it out. And then that helped. You just like, did Mary Catherine Gallagher for like <laughs> yeah, nine minutes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but it set. forced me to become better because i was thrown in right and then you're big following yeah. monsters in these oh my god these guys are like killing it and i'm just like terrified there's something mm-hmm. really great about that where mm-hmm. uh, where I, and i don't know how many people get to experience that to as far as like being the extra kick in the pants because mm-hmm. when you you know whether you graduate college uh and then are thrust into life and the business and you have yeah. to try to find a way to self-motivate yourself like things mm-hmm. like that where you kind of it, you know, you're given an opportunity. It's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Fortune, do you want to try to like get really good from this and capitalize on this opportunity, or just kind of yeah. crumble and go? Oh, I can't. I'm only two yeah. years in. Like, I'm right. So then I went from 15 minutes in the OR at the comedy store to headlining. I had to like all of a sudden learn how to do 50 minutes. Big jump. How oh were, my god, it was. Yeah, I wanted to. Die. I would just put on the fucking. I would put on the Tarzan soundtrack and just like do karaoke. I wanted like, six to die. Eight. But that's where my improv came. Yeah, in a huge. Sure. So you riff a lot on stage. I would. I started doing about 25 minutes of crowd work within my jokes. Yeah, and. So it, it got time. me by. It awesome. got me by till I like finally caught up with myself. Like and like how like how were those first few shows where you just so just, scary. Yeah, I mean just I you know I was doing I'd do anything I'd do like a Q and A. I just because I didn't have the material yet, but you know I had this exposure. Um, sure. But once because I started doing it so much, it then just beca- like I kept growing and growing. You learn re- from doing really it. quickly. Would you go back and tell uh, Fortune at that time, looking back now, to not take that opportunity and say, "Hey, get good first and then take"? No, that? no. I'm. I mean, I wouldn't change a thing because yeah. right. now, like, I'm still headlining, thankfully, and I'm so comfortable. I've talked. I do still do tons of crowd work, and it's just nice because I felt like I it forced me to get good and yeah. so i feel like now i can give people a really solid show yeah. and i don't know if i would be as strong had i not been forced to like really well, prove and, myself yeah and, and and you also were in a in a situation where because of chelsea you had fans mm-hmm. coming to see you so when you walk so when you were trying stuff out you would you would have an audience that was like no but we want we like we're here for you we want to see you and that helped like learning how to do it with people that came to see me because they were they would you know are a little bit more lenient you've already proven yourself to be funny on the show right so they're already ready to laugh whereas had i gone uh into headlining and uh, and not had fans, I would have had a much hard, you know, harder yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. There's then a got support the, system already there. Yeah, yeah then you sure. got the drunk guy that just got free tickets. Yeah. Going like, what's yeah. this fat lesbian <laughs> doing up here? You know, you can always see the guys that their girlfriend drug them to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? But I will say, I love. That's my favorite thing when, because uh, a lot of straight women come to my shows because mm-hmm. of Chelsea, and they always drag their boyfriends, and you can always tell these like macho guys do not want to be there but they are always the first guys in line to like get a picture high five that's so fucking great which is like the biggest compliment for me i want all you know i want i don't want just like gay fans sure 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 straight girl fan you know i want to you want your comedy to to, uh you know 
apply to everyone. Yes. And, uh, and and now now do you have those moments where like those guys do like the compliment slash insult? Like <laughs> I thought you were gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, to- like, oh, totally. And, my like, girl wanted to see you, yeah. but uh, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. funny. I had no interest in coming here they whatsoever. They said that all the time. When she told me where we were going, I was like, "Are you fucking crazy?" <laughs> You're like, "Thank you so much." Wait, what? Thanks. But I always yeah. am like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm just glad you liked it for so. sure. It's also, cool. being around Chelsea, I gotta feel like too around so many seasoned comics. Mm-hmm. Like, do they? I mean, Joe Coy and Josh, yeah, and, uh, Chelsea too, right? I mean, do they? Would they throw tidbits of advice for you as you're getting going? I or? just watch them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I would get to see Joe in action. He'd have me come feature sometimes for him. And nice. So I got to see. I mean, his shows are like such an event, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, that it was cool to see like that whole other level and i got to open for chelsea a few times and that how was, was that how was was meeting her i mean because she's uh can be intimidating uh, yeah, she, yeah well meeting her was definitely intimidating we had a interview and like 10 minutes into it she just got up in the middle of it and was like all right and i thought like she hated me because she's oh just, man she didn't say yeah or nay. She was done, like done. She's like, all right, things were coming. I was like, okay. And <laughs> what did I, you guys all talk about? Uh God, I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, just, she just kind of sizes you up. You know, she stares mm-hmm. you up and down. She's not the warm. She doesn't have that warm personality yeah. where you're like, oh my gosh, I feel like we could be friends. <laughs> yeah. you know? We're yeah, sisters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No, she's just very much like kind of. You know, why am I wasting my time doing this? Sure. She doesn't say that, <laughs> yeah. but. You just get that feeling, and it's just because she's sort of processing what she can do with you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't know that at the time, right? So. You just think like you, you, you I think she, has, she, I, she hates you or something. Well, because as a comic, trying to be funny in front of another comedian, right? You feel like you're trying, like it looks like you're trying too hard. Yeah, you don't want to be doing shtick or yeah. Nothing like and I that. felt like I was like, am I being sticky? Like I can't tell. <laughs> Why and, did I bring um, all these props in? <laughs> I should have left my wigs at home. God, smell the armpits. Yeah. And uh, then it turned out she liked me and didn't want to, you know, go any further with anybody else. So that's awesome. I, I even called my manager after our, the interview. I was like, I definitely did not get that job. This is so then, funny. You really have no idea yeah. ever. Uh, that end of the Chelsea Run party seemed like the craziest party. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know the Oscars and the Emmys, and like, there's <laughs> probably P Diddy parties and fucking Hasselhoff uh, boat rides and. You Hasselhoff know. boat ride. I want to go to that part. <laughs> no in kidding. Boat ride with yeah, Hasselhoff. You know. Yeah, put that ride well, on yeah. Six Flags. Keith Sweat private jets. Yeah. <laughs> sweat jets. <laughs> uh, can, 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 can Danny Glover do a commercial for for sweat jets, Adam Ray? Hi, I'm Danny Glover. Ever bored on a Sunday afternoon? Well, come on down to Keith Sweat Sweat Jet. Yeah, it's a big old fucking plane named after Keith Sweat. Remember Twisted? Remember the other song? <laughs> They're both playing when you get on the plane. It'll take you anywhere. You better not sweat, though. Nah, I'm just kidding. It's a sweat jet. Do whatever the fuck you want. Oh, but it's 50 grand for one ticket. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I just bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the future. Think about it, and it's yours. I know. No kidding. <laughs> but, but who was your, because, I mean, literally, uh, uh, every celebrity yeah, seemed like they were there. Yeah, because she's accumulated a number of famous friends. Yeah. They all want to hang out with her. They sure. want to be your bestie. So when they had this finale, it was just one giant celebrity. It's like every return, it was like Alanis Morissette, Gwen Stefani, Melissa McCarthy, Sandra uh, Bullock. It's like... It was insane, 50 like Fifty Cent, Cent Wiz Khalifa. Jesus, I mean, it was. Just I mean, like, that I mean what? that's range. If you have Sandra Bullock <laughs> yeah. and Wiz Khalifa at your <laughs> yeah, party, yeah. I, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, was like, I feel like you've done something right in the world. And I couldn't believe that some of these like really famous people were totally cool with just coming 
on a stage with 50 other people and singing, that's it. Like, yeah. You don't even like hear from them. They don't right. say anything. They're just in a crowd of yeah. 50 people. You and they were the totally cool with that. Of, of Miley yeah. coming out and be like, that's really cool. Yeah, and then, they and didn't... that's my, my only Miley impression. Oh, and, then, uh, and then <laughs> just he's running off. Like, like, hey, just... y'all, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, she just up yeah. there singing. They're yeah. just singing and, you know, they just wanted to be a part of the party, I guess. There was no placement. There was like Bradley Cooper stand here, Mike Tyson stand here. <laughs> uh, I, I think that. No, I don't know. I yeah. don't remember how they did that, but they just threw us all in there. And then, you know, because it was funny when we were on Chelsea, they were always like, don't ask people for pictures, leave celebrities alone. Yeah, sure. But the a lot of the celebrities watched the show, so they would Stuff like come up to you. us. Oh, and they would be like, weird. well, we're not supposed to take pictures. They'd be like, come, shut up. <laughs> like, yeah. And so then, like, at that point, it was the last show. We're like, fuck it. Who cares? I took like a million selfies. <laughs> I was just like, bye, 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 yeah, because like, when are you going to have that opportunity? Cool. Yeah. I you mean, know? I'm like, Bobby Brown's here. Why would I not take Why a picture with Bobby that Brown? Gonna, yeah, when's that going to happen again? Yeah, You're going to run into him at the store in uh, North Carolina right? just talking so, about produce? Dave Grohl is fucking awesome. Is he cool? Did you talk to him for Well, he hosted the show a bunch. So, that's no. right. He would be there for yeah. like a week at a time, and I would be like, I can't believe that I'm like hanging out Dave Grohl for a week. That 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 dude's just uh, he just seems like the coolest guy. He's on the, planet. the guy that everybody wants to be friends with. Yeah. He's so rad, and he's like down to earth. Uh, he is yeah, not was, Hollywood um, at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, there was a uh, I was at a K Rock concert, the uh, K Rock Mini Rose Me too. Yeah, yeah. Gay Rock. Like, tell us about that Gay Rock concert. <laughs> yeah, what would Gay what would Gay Rock concert be I like? Mean, what? I I don't know. Metallica just, in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> just so much spandex. Yeah. Uh, but like it, like the Foo Fighters weren't on the bill. It was like this big show with like all these different bands. But Foo Fighters weren't on the bill, and all, and all of a sudden you just you you, you hear a, a horn honk backstage, and you turn, and it's this beat up Winnebago. Uh-huh. And Dave Grohl hops out of the Winnebago, and he's like, well, this is the K-Rock weenie roast. I brought some barbecues. We're going to roast some weenies. Uh-huh. And like, cool. they, like this beat up, like he yeah. rented this beat up Winnebago and just started like having a barbecue backstage. You're like, but and no and no one's no one asked him like where's yeah. your pass? He's like I'm Dave fucking Grohl. Well, yeah, that's he, my pass. That's totally yeah. It was, yeah, he would like best. ride his motorcycle to the lot. He at the last day he he's like you know what tastes really good fried chicken and champagne. So then, <laughs> and then we're like okay, which are two of the yeah. most famous meals like, on okay. the Key Swift Switch. Yet. So then, <laughs> the, <laughs> at the end serve. of the show we ate fried chicken and champagne what? like on the roof. We're like all right, this is awesome. Fuck. Who's like the one selfie you got that you were like, I'm never going to wash this phone screen ever. I feel like he's... You wash your phone screen? Okay, I don't know. I was trying to think of an example of how to treasure that photo. <laughs> never, like, wa- I'm never washing my phone again. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever done it for the first time. I don't feel like I'm, mi- I'm missing out on much. Well, you haven't been on the sweat yet. That's true. I, I've try- he probably would be w- up there. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh so many selfies. So, so, many, you know? so many selfies. <laughs> so hard to keep. Well, you you worked with her. Sandra yeah. Bullock was yeah. a really cool the coolest, one. coolest, yeah. I would for so sure I like that, that one. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, She's uh, so pretty. Isn't she? <laughs> and then uh, when did you meet uh, Tina Fey? How did, how did, how did that yeah, relationship Yeah, that's happen? bananas. And that's a great story. Yeah. Uh, she's awesome. My phone keeps vibrating. Uh She's so cool. Um, it's your reservation for the sweat check. Yeah. You got the email confirmation. The confirmation you told me about happened. that ticket. I know you said it in jest, but I went onto the website. 50 and- grand later. <laughs> fuck. Uh, I was at Chelsea and I was three 
and a half years into being there, perfectly content, wasn't looking to leave. At the time, we didn't know her show was ending. This was like January of 2014. And I didn't know. I had been acting before I got on to Chelsea. Um, So I was known by casting people yep. and stuff and then all of a sudden i became like a chelsea writer and i owed a reminder i'm like you know i'm still an actor right oh, like man. that's still my thing but uh i all of a sudden we got a uh, a thing to to audition for this pilot this tina fey uh it was, this, it was for fox called cabot Cab college, college yeah. and tina fey was producing it and they were like you want to go in for it and i was like you know what? i'm i'm good i'm i'm happy where i'm at because in this business, stability is very hard to find. It's sure. hard to find a steady job, steady paycheck every week. And I was like, I just bought a house. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not ready <laughs> to make that leap yet. Yeah. You right. know, I'm not ready to leave the nest. Mm-hmm. And so I passed. And um, then Tina's call had her manager call my manager being wow. like, you need to get her to, to try out for this. Wow. And my friends were like, you can't. Like, Tina personally had her person call. Like, you can't say no to that. Right. But I was terrified because they had said at Chelsea, they made it very clear that if you wanted to do pilot, because I had been pursued the pilot season before. Yep. Um, but I turned it down. Because one a benefit of being on TV every week, right? Yeah. Like people just people see you. Yeah, and, always in their mind. Yeah. And, but they made it very clear if you do pilot season, you don't work here. You're fired. You're fired. Wow. So I you know was like real i was like yeah i don't what do i do because if i ask her i'll have to you know leave so Mm -hmm. i had to make the choice and i chose to to try out for it and so that meant i had to leave chelsea oh shit so well uh so i tried out for it left chelsea didn't know yet when i so i got asked to test so when i left chelsea i didn't know if i had the job yet oh, that was the scariest was thing. that a big I'm exit kidding. did you like go out jerry Maguire style or did you just like <laughs> fucking just who's coming with Oops, me everybody <laughs> you know she didn't want to lose me like i i had at that point become a big part of the team yeah. i did a lot of sketches and you know she made it very clear that she wanted me to stay and i just we had very candid conversations where i you know, told her, I was like, this is my dream. My dream is to be on a sitcom. I can't not, I'll regret this if yeah. I don't do it. Yep. So, you know, she understood and, and, but I did have to choose. I had to make a choice. I couldn't sure. do both. So I chose that. Tested, or I ended up getting to test, ended up getting it. Thank God. That would have <laughs> totally sucked had I left <laughs> and not gotten the right. job. Uh, but you can't, you can't test and stay. You can't, you know, you're not, it's just not cool. Yeah, um, no, I mean, and, and it's understandable because in, your head's not in it yeah. f- fully and uh and they want to know that they have you yeah and they don't want to feel like second banana like sure. oh i'll go try this and if it doesn't work out i'll you know you'll be, be my backup plan is right, second right, banana right. north carolina uh saying or is that i don't know if that i like that a lot and i've never heard that before <laughs> you had it. never heard second, second banana, banana? yeah because because i feel like the second banana is just as good as the first banana no? uh you don't, don't you've know. never had that second banana really really it's yeah not, it's not right it's, it's like, a, it's the second one no, that, it's too right it's, <laughs> it's like that rebel banana yeah, nice. yeah. brown banana oh i don't well, know well, well hey hey hey, hey wait a minute. I, I mean we we accept bananas of all colors yes, on, we do. On, on yes show. that's true i don't want to i don't want to put that vibe out there don't do it all right so then so so then then i got the part we shot the pilot ended up being so awesome such a cool experience tina was amazing uh yeah thank god you uh yeah the good Mm -hmm. thing you came in for this i know right and so and the part was so perfect for me it was a fun i played an ra it was really fun and um 
and I then, feel like that's kind of a dream role, like an RA. It's yeah, like, it was, I got if to it's be the. Well. I got to be the fun. Yeah. I got to come into every scene, bring in the party with oh, me. Like it's the it best. was the, a great character for me. Uh, Fox loved it. Everyone was like, "This is gonna be huge." We're you know we're so excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then came the pickups, and they were like, "Okay, we're not." picking you up yet but don't worry you guys are getting six episodes we're just gonna work some stuff out and you're kind of like okay and then you start being like all right what's going on so then we don't hear anything for a while all of a sudden the president of fox gets fired kevin riley we're like well that's not good so then they're like can you guys give us a month uh for our new people to come in for us to give you an answer but don't worry love the show we're like okay come the end of july last summer a year ago they're like yep it's not going Sorry, guys. And you're just like, wow. Is that a phone call or an email? It was an email, I think. Yeah, an email. So you're like, oh. Better than just a bunch of sad emojis. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then I kind of was like, you know what? That totally sucks. I really wanted to be in business with Tina Fey. Like, how do I still be in business with Tina Fey? Yeah. Sure. So the guy who had written Cabot College was this really great guy named Matt Hubbard. And I was like, all of a sudden it just hit me. I was like, I have kind of a weird, fucked up family. But like, we have a cool story. We're like, uh, from the south I came out late in life My dad's like a janitor My mom's uh, Neurotic And fun and But and Too supportive Of gay people Like <laughs> It's like a funny dynamic yeah. My brother's in the Coast Guard So I pitched Matt I was like You know I know that this didn't go But what do you think About writing this with me I don't know if Tina Would produce it and where like, do you pitch this to him at? Uh, on email <laughs> I was just wow. like Hey I have this idea I don't know if you're interested And uh it was like a Hail Mary. I didn't think sure. anything would come up. And I was like, what's the worst that could happen is that they'll just be he like, says, we're, no thanks. No thanks. We're busy, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but nice working with you. And, I'll, and and normally I'm not that person that's that forward who I'm normally the person who's like, thank you for the experience. Goodbye. You oh, know? really? Yeah. I'm so what not, was different about this? I just getting so felt close. Very, yeah. Getting, you tasted it. I tasted it and I felt strongly about this idea. And uh, so it'd been brewing for a little bit. The no, family, it really oh. just came to me like when I got the no, it literally is like the clouds parted. And it's my life, it's not like it's something I made up, but sure. it didn't occur to me that it was a show. And all of a sudden, it just hit me. I'm like, oh, I have the show, yeah. And so then I pitched it to him, and then I kind of inadvertently pitched it to ABC Studios because I had a general that same yeah. week. They're like, mm-hmm. what are you working on? I'm like, well, I'm kind of tossing around this idea, I didn't try to pitch it to him. And then when I got home, they were offering me a deal. What? So I was Whoa. like, oh, I think I'm on to something. Hey. So you just were casually like, oh, yeah, this Coast like, Guard oh, brother. Yeah, well, my family's blah, 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 in blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. People uh, love the Coast Guard. I know, right? <laughs> and then Tina and them, uh, Matt loved it, and we pitched it to Tina on Skype. And she was like, all right, let's do it. So no that's shit. why I went with her, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you had a past relationship, yeah. and it's Tina freaking Faye. Faye. So as yeah. so much as I wanted to work with ABC Studios, it was just... Their deal was with the Universal, yep. and I really wanted to to work do it with Matt and Tina, and so that's how it happened. And then we pitched it to three networks, and they all bought it. And then we ended up going with ABC. We shot it, yeah. But then it didn't, and it turned out really great. And they your didn't. updates were incredible about it, and the pictures, and it yeah, just seemed it was like, like mm. a, the most amazing life experience I've ever had. And we, you know, we were so close, and it was such a great wonderful thing the cast was amazing annie potts was my mom john oh, carroll lynch was my dad i didn't like, know my buddy chris red uh yeah chris is awesome yeah. i wanted to break him out so bad because like he's up and coming yeah he's, mm-hmm. he's in this uh, i met him on the uh, lonely island movie yeah and, uh, he's and uh, so good 
and like Annie Potts. How was that? Oh, was that a first amazing. choice? Yeah, first choice. Everybody was, was our first choice. Like everybody wanted to be on this project. It had That's a lot so of great, great buzz, and then it just all it, of a sudden it, you get always, a no. <laughs> it, it, it's always fascinating to me how like how much effort and how it's all the blood, sweat, and tears, mm-hmm. and then it's just gone overnight. It goes away, and we developed it for a year. Yeah, and, and no one says. No one at any other network mm-hmm. goes like, wait a minute, they just turned down the Tina yeah, Fey, it, Fortune, Fe- like, can we get that? I know you would think that, but all of a sudden it has some weird stink on it because someone yeah, said no to so, it. Because someone like, well, said no. They said no, I guess, for reasons, so we want, but... So stupid. But it's so weird to me because it was, and I'm, of course, biased because it's my show, yes. mm-hmm. but I think if I can step away for a second, it's like a really interesting show with a funny point of view and something you haven't seen in a while and mm-hmm. it's Tina Fey's at the helm of it making sure it doesn't suck. Right. You're like, why would you not try <laughs> this? It, I still don't understand their decision. They don't tell you, they don't why. you why. They don't no, tell they don't you why. Give you, they don't give you It's somebody. They're like, the you're going to have a, they're like, I'll say, you're going to have a massive career and huge hit shows and you just want to be like, well, why not? this one and it probably isn't a great reason yeah i mean sometimes it boils down to they don't have the space on the network it does sure i feel like that was part of it sometimes i don't know how it tested they don't tell you sometimes it's someone who is vice president of comedy Mm -hmm. who has never done like just came up as a page or something and And he's like i was molested by a janitor (laughs) so i don't want any shows with janitor you just never know it could be so many factors that have nothing to do with whether or not it's a good show yeah and 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 to go back to and to go back to the first project that that Mm -hmm. happened because the president of fox leaves who loves the show yeah and then the new president comes in and his first thought is well i can't have anything that That the old president did because it's it's just fucking ego and it, it's it so ridiculous to me nobody wants to be the one to stick their neck out for anything because no. like why in i would think like if i came in i'd be like wait so what shows did the old guy yeah have going on great he's done the work for me i know these you, shows are hits I or about to be hits when we fantastic when we got the no i would thought well maybe there's another network president who's like oh my god like uh, they're, they're they have like TV, a free agent in the, sports. You're like, like, he's available? Yeah. Like Holy they, crap. They're getting to see the finished product yeah. as a pilot. They don't have to visualize it. Visualize it. It's literally right there in front of them. And you would think that they would be like, all the, yeah, like you said, all the work's done. Mm-hmm. Like, let's ride on this opportunity. And, you know, because I firmly believe it could have been a really great show. Right. But at some point, you just have to, like, let it go and chalk it up to, like, it wasn't meant to be. And but don't you also, on. yeah. Do you, did you have a moment too where you st- stood back and patted yourself on the back for for stepping out of your ways of as far as like just walking away from the experience and be like okay that was cool and like you created your own opportunity yeah. and something fucking bananas happened and and, and I mean it's not so the second bananas we're still supporting the second <laughs> bananas but to even get yeah. that close is yeah and I had to my friends of course remind me of that too because yeah. there's a you know a little wallowing that course, goes on of where course of course like, uh, there has to be but you know they all remind me and they're right that like you know how many pilots get ball er, don't first of all get ball then get ball and don't get shot right. they're like you're one of the very tiny amount of people on this earth that got to do yeah. that and will ever get to do that so don't forget that and, yeah and think of it this way uh, it, it, like some people when they're when their pilot doesn't get picked up or their show doesn't get picked up they have 
literally nothing to do now. It's like, mm-hmm. crap, I have nothing. For yeah. you, you're fortunate enough to be one of the few people on this earth that can stand up on stage and make a bunch of strangers laugh. Yeah. So you like you always have that. Yeah, and I'm so grateful. Stand-up, mm-hmm. it's like my saving grace because I've learned now that I'm trying to do acting full-time, auditions just don't come around as much as you want. And I'm a very specific type. Mm-hmm. So God bless stand-up. It, right? it allows me not to have to, you know, do the jobs you don't want to yeah. do while you're trying to make oh, it. Oh, darn. I didn't get this. All right. Yeah. I'll just go and do the thing that yeah, I really of, love doing. <laughs> of course. And and I hope that I'll always get to do that. I hope, you know, uh, that it's always a part you of my life. You understand up. I mean, I don't want to be a full time stand up. That's yeah. a hard life. But no I'm being a road dog. Yeah. Talk <laughs> to Brad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. It's, it's a grind. But, you know, I hope that it will always be a part of my career. Yeah. Mm hmm. What about the road do you love and what about the road is a pain in the fucking ass? Well, I'm lucky right now and I that I get to fly in and out of cities on the weekend. A lot of, you know, a lot of comics have to be in the car weeks at a time, yeah. months at a time. Mm-hmm. So I get to go for a very short amount of time and come back. And so it allows me to like have a mini vacation. Like I get to go to a lot of cities I've never been to before, and right. like kind of check them out. Do you, you who, doesn't, out? who doesn't want to go to uh, Toledo, Ohio, to go to, go to the Toledo <laughs> right. Funny Bone? <laughs> and you meet people that are genuinely so excited to meet you. Yeah. Do you go out and about? Do you like see the city and like try to do something? Yeah, fun I walk around every city and mm-hmm. just try meet to strangers. Uh, I mean, I keep kind of Craigslist makes connections. <laughs> Maybe I'm not on like Tinder or anything uh, while I'm there. So that's fun in that I'm just getting cool experiences and I'm getting to connect with a lot of people. Yeah. The it's hard, a huge benefit of this job. Yeah, is that, for sure. Yeah. And the hard part, as you guys both can attest to, is it gets the lonely. The drugs are expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. what's up? Oh, yeah. Drugs yeah. are yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to find one. Uh, yeah. It's lonely sometimes. For and, sure. And, uh, and I go out of town a lot in a row so i'll be in you know airports and hotels you know weeks at a time uh in that regard and so everybody thinks it's just one big party on the road that you're doing shows and then live and sometimes i'll do shows and go out with people but most of the time you do shows you're freaking exhausted you go back to your shitty holiday and express (laughs) and watch netflix which we still love to have as a sponsor if you uh, (laughs) love your soap we love your towels shower heads are amazing Uh, so uh yes that's what i meant i didn't mean holiday (laughs) i meant comfort in no no you know i'll say it for you holiday in from fortune fame so you can s and d and so that part's hard and and there are times what's I guess tough about being a comic is that everyone wants you to be happy all the time. And sometimes in life you're going through shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like in January I was going through, I was about to get dumped (laughs) and you can kind of feel (laughs) it when it's coming. Yeah. And I was, had the flu. I was going to Indiana for like four days. I felt like crap there. I needed to work things out with this person and you just can't. But you can't because you you're on the you road. You have to go yeah. on the road. You have to go do your job. Can't call Ruth Ann over yeah. at Crackers. Nobody can come <laughs> fill in for you. Right. So you're having this like personal drama that's like on the top of your brain, but you have to go put it Shut aside. That off. When you get on stage, they don't want to yeah. see. They didn't pay to come yeah. see you try to work through your bullshit. They didn't pay bullshit. to see the sad clown. Uh, so you guys, just, I gotta make a quick phone yeah. call if you. If I'm about you to get mind. dumped, so uh, I gotta work this out. <laughs> now, did you? I mean, did you talk about any of that on stage or no? You don't like to because no. you know sometimes you're like just you know talk, be vulnerable yeah. and be raw up there. No, just because like I was in it, you know, yeah. like when you're in it, it was it's too harder. Yeah. yeah, and uh, 
And it was funny because I do a bit where I read a text from my phone and I read an actual text and I got, and this particular girl I was dating uh, had just found out that I knew that I was getting dumped because it was depending on whether or not she got a job out of town. And I, I uh, open up my phone to do this bit. I'm mm-hmm. about 15 minutes into the show. Oh, God. First show of the weekend. As soon as I open up the phone to look at the text to read the joke, it it reads from her I got the job oh god so I know about 15 I'm here at the beginning of the show knowing I'm gonna get dumped yeah and like she's moving and I was like falling for this I was really yeah you know love this girl and uh so it was and and my stomach just went (laughs) but you have to I kind of was like tried to I tried to gather myself and I was like oh my god where did that text go oh my what take an extra moment find it I can't imagine having to power through that I can't find it wait hold on yeah I'm just like okay uh, (laughs) normally I know where my (laughs) texts are but and then you know you just in that your brain goes blank and you just pray that it comes back so then it, you go into like autopilot yeah you know and no one can tell i can, i know a difference but they didn't your brain God. shuts down your body takes over you maybe start yeah. doing the robot impromptu uh-huh. just to try to fill some time <laughs> yeah. sure i mean uh, that's all that's always my go-to i see that you do a, a lot of well when brad does a robot it's it changes <laughs> lives. it's a good time for yeah. everyone i don't know if you've seen awesome. it brad just give her a fortune roll <laughs> oh what i mean what yeah, is, yep yes, all right yes. yep oil hey, hey it's pretty great y'all ain't no harm with a tiktok arm that's what <laughs> i say Rhymes too. Never heard that before. You never heard anal harm with a TikTok arm? <laughs> Did you say anal harm? Anal harm. I just, I just mean, heard that. Anal man. harm. I rented that two nights ago. <laughs> Very shocked. That <laughs> was that was a story. So much harm. <laughs> so much harm. Not enough anal. Brad <laughs> Williams says too not, much harm. Too much harm. Not enough anal. <laughs> one one thumb halfway in the butt. God, I want you to be a porn movie critic I know, so right? bad. I like that one. I like that one thumb of the butt part. <laughs> what What would be your porn critic? Uh, porn movie critic name? Porn. Okay. What What, what is it? Is it your pet? Yeah, the, but that's the, that's, that's the, your porn name. You yeah, porn on, movie critic name. You're the man. critic. All right. Uh, Something biggins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something, Something Biggins. I just like last name Biggins. Maybe that's the name. Something Biggins. <laughs> this has been Porn Review with Something Biggins. <laughs> I I give that five cum shots. Oh, oh boy. Five dildos. Five, uh, five dildos at three o'clock. Says Not full boner. Something Biggins. Something, something Biggins. Something Biggins revu- reviewing soap for dirty girls. <laughs> I, just, I just picture a porn star coming in like, did you guys see what Something, what something Biggins said about us? <laughs> Oh my god, we're a hit. We're, we're a hit. viral. We're gonna be on Broadway. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't say going viral and porn. Oh my bad, my bad. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> no, but I but I've seen I you do a lot of cool uh shows like fairs, right? And you uh-huh. did a lot of uh, gay, gay pride prides, shows. Yeah. How, those seem so fun. They're awesome. I, you know, I I didn't wanna ever do too many prides and so up until now I would only do a couple a year because I don't want to get in that thing of like oh it's a gay comic I just I want to like we talked about earlier be accessible to everybody but this summer uh, I was just like who cares like I just so I just did a bunch of gay prides are they incredible they're they're so fun because (laughs) especially this summer where the Supreme Court situation just happened right uh, it was so cool to be a part of yeah. you know those crowds where everyone was the energy like, just must have energy been energy was insane like at an Oprah table and everyone <laughs> came, you know 
came out. Yeah, that came out. You get to get married. <laughs> you get a marriage license, and you get a marriage Everybody license. Everybody gets a marriage license. Wow. What if she was the one that the Supreme Court goes? All right, this is a big piece of news. She, Obama. She should have yeah. delivered the news. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and or then, Celine Dion. <laughs> and more people came out for the prides this this summer. Sure, so they were well attended. I I know that Pride here in LA, it, it it's, it's become giant. not a gay thing no, anymore. That, now would, it's like this thing that everybody just goes to. It's yeah, this big party. Like, oh wait, we could drink and dress however the fuck we yeah, want. Yeah, I went down there uh, the tail end of it this year because I was out of town, and it was mm-hmm. I saw more straight people than gay people. <laughs> and, awesome. and but that's the case in a lot of the big cities, like. In Chicago, I was at Chicago Pride and Boston Pride and now Minneapolis Pride. Like, is that kind of like Comic Con, where like all the nerds see like the like the big studios coming in now, like this yeah. is our thing? So no, like- they're cool about it. it but it because we we appreciate that it's become a part of the community, like the community as a whole. Like it's being which is embraced. the goal in the first place, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think gay people are the more the merrier type anyway. Sure. In bed and in life, oh, you know? hey. those gay guys—they yeah. don't discriminate, you know. S O D. What? Uh, what are the fairs like? Because I grew up, I went to yeah. a lot of fairs as a kid in Seattle, and um, saw bands like Hootie and the Blowfish uh-huh. and Vertical Horizon right. and Third Eye Blind <laughs> and comics. Um, and I know it's just be- there's more and more stages at places like that yeah. are becoming more and more popular to do. Uh, I mean, it's tricky because any place that's not a comedy club is a little more challenging. Outdoors especially. Outdoors is mm-hmm. so hard. Uh, I just did Red Rocks. And even though that's yeah. 10,000 people and you're like, that must be fucking the coolest. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was outdoors was nuts. And the, it's because uh, the laughter goes up, up yeah. and not to you. So yeah, you right. think no one's laughing. Oh, yeah. And you're trying harder. Even yeah. Though, you're yeah. sweating sweating your balls off. Yeah, and they start doing all Brad's material. Uh-huh. And they're like, this isn't translating because you're Jewish <laughs> and six feet. You're way too tall. Yeah, but, too, yeah. you know, to be fair, he looked very tiny to the people in the back. And I thought yeah. that was going to work to my advantage, <laughs> yeah. but no. But yeah, it's tough. So, you know, the nice thing about fairs is usually they bring you in with a couple of like coworkers. So cool. I'd do it with some of those yeah. Chelsea guys. So mm-hmm. the traveling super fun. It's just a little bit of a tougher show. Yeah. But then you do one show and you're done. So well, that's yeah, awesome. I mean, sure, because you got to compete with uh, fried Twinkies. I know. And, uh, well, and that's we, hard to do. We did like, uh, what are like, we? Do, do I go see Fortune? <laughs> or over there they can fry an Oreo. We uh, did the Syracuse State Fair. It's like supposedly one of the biggest state fairs in the country, mm-hmm. and it's like. The choices between us and Pitbull. Like, are you really going to come see us and not Pitbull? Like, come on. I mean, He's got like 100,000 people in the, the some giant stadium going to see him. What's his main song again? Uh, I don't know. But Everybody get the party tonight. Isn't that it? I don't know. Here, l- l- Is that a song? <laughs> Everybody. I just know it's like Dolly. Yeah. You know, Fortune is Dolly. So it's like, okay, if you're debating between seeing Fortune and seeing Pitbull, I would go here's see, Pitbull. I'd go Okay, <laughs> I go well. You know, you know, and I and I am not a fan that you guys don't think that that's a real song. I don't think it's because a real it is song. the song that is being played when you board the sweat jet. And again, oh. you bought a ticket and you need. To I know. I gotta check start. my confirmation number again. That was an expensive confirmation number. Uh, what is your What is your jam? What's your music like when you're traveling? I have a very oh time time for the sweat jet. What's up, baby? Wow. Welcome aboard. Oh. Mm. Your exits are located nowhere, because this is the sweat jet. Mm. You ain't going nowhere. Mm-mm. I hope you brought a pillow. Because <laughs> <laughs> our seats don't recline. Mm-mm. 
you know. Stay you upright. Now, you know. <laughs> Everyone's got a key sweat impression, right? Yeah, I just pull my nose. You know, girl. <laughs> that would be that would be uh, that would be I think my first, third, and last impression for SNL <laughs> is key sweat. You know, girl. And now for my next impression, got me twisted. And now my fourth impression, nobody. Yeah, nice. same thing. Does anybody know the other song that's not those songs? They all uh, twisted and nobody. That's about it. That's about like the Goo Goo Dolls in that fashion. Yeah. Uh, so who's your jam? Oh, I listen to everything. Yeah. I really am. I have a weird eclectic. I like everything from hip hop to like Broadway to Billy Ocean. To, yeah, I like love the old school stuff. Yeah. You know, Frank classic rock. Sinatra, just not, Gerald, just Tim not Pitbull. Uh, I like Pitbull too. Everybody uh, get the party tonight. Like folk music. Yeah. To, God, I mean to country to um, to Disney. Yeah, I even weirdly like this. Come on, musicals, what do you mean weirdly you know? like it? I'm not afraid to sing some Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> you- <laughs> oh, it's finally Pitbull. I feel like Pitbull needs to get have a. He's a hype man too. Yeah, is he really? Well, I mean, he's like does a lot of uh, ad stuff to a lot of people's songs. What do they call those guys? Producer? No, like. It's someone, All right, Brad, like, I'm going like, to fucking punch you in the face. Like, you know? Kesha has a song. I don't care. And then I'm he does going. a rap in there. <laughs> okay, so uh, sampling. Like, yeah, I guess. Right? It's like that Timber song. I know. Um, um, da, da, <laughs> you want to dance? Uh, you want to dance? Yeah, and then he comes in for like, hey, one, yeah, two, what you going to do? Uh, <laughs> and that's how he all starts the world. You know, it's a great day. Bye, Bye, as long as he ends it with Does that mean give balls? He has like three songs in the one. Does that mean give balls? I don't know. You know what though? It's charisma, it's like the look, and then like that voice. I guess the voice is pretty cool for Pitbull. I met Pitbull in person, and I have to say, because before, you know, he's short and he's like bald. And What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Thank you. Nothing at all. But I met him and he's so stinking charming and he Fuck. smells so good. It's I was like, guy. I get it. And I he wears very tight pants. His nuts are just like, bam. <laughs> on display. On display. Mm-hmm. But he's charming. He's like very suave. He, call, he calls them Pitbull's chew toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With you know, fame, money, he sings. He smells like fucking Scotty Pippen cologne. And he treats women, <laughs> even me, he like treats women like ladies. You're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. So he just makes you um, vulnerable. Yeah, I got super straight for like a minute. Wow. <laughs> Not that he wanted anything and to do with like, it. Let's go <laughs> party like, on the plane. Yeah. But even me, like the fat lesbian, he makes. Like you feel like you're weirdly desired. Like he's not hitting on you at all, but he's just so charming. You're like, oh, isn't that incredible? There's a handful of guys in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and throw Stamos in that category. Yeah, he. Yeah. I haven't met him yet. Brad I has. met him. Oh, you yeah. met him. He did the same thing to me as well. Wow. He's like, I, I, uh, he asked uh, me to come in for a commercial audition with him, and uh, what was it for? 
uh, one of those yogurt. I didn't get it. Fuck yeah! But uh, that oh, man. The, the Greek yogurt. Yeah. I'm John Stamos, and, and I, this yogurt opened itself. Yeah. It was so turned on by my Greekness. It, this yogurt took its pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Will you, John Stamos? They should yogurt. do that. That yeah, would be yeah. a good commercial. Well, at least Pitbull, right? Yeah. That song. It, wait a minute. Let's just go back to what the commercial is. John Stamos eating a thing of yogurt and goes, "This yogurt just took its pants off," and then it zooms in. Will you? You? Yeah. John Stamos. I feel like it. we just sold yeah. their Stamos, if you're listening, we got a product for you. He is. He's listening. Yeah. We know he is. He's so charming, too. He was like, hey, Fortune, oh my God, I've been wanting to meet you. And you're so great. And I was like, oh my God, you're so great. <laughs> and then he gives you this he gives you this big hug. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And then. Who smells better? Uh, and that's a game Pitbull, show I'm pitching Pitbull, to Fox <laughs> next week. Pitbull, Pitbull does, or, or Stamos. Because he has, it was like more, I don't even know if John had on. I can't remember but even he was so charming in yeah. the audition and then he makes you feel so special for coming in wow. I think I even had to make out with him in the what? audition like we were yeah John he like Stamos? had me on a wow. Brad, he like Brad, never seen pushed, Brad he like pushed me up against a table I was like what? whoa this is whoa in the yogurt commercial yeah I was like alright did you take your pants off no my pants <laughs> stayed on nobody wants to see that but well, he had but it was funny because he had all these hot chicks in the waiting room because the part I was trying for they had auditioned earlier in the day but I couldn't be there Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was in there with the hot chicks but he he made out with every hot chick because the role required him to kiss the girl yeah so he's like yeah i'm gonna come in for that those auditions so he you think kissed every hot girl in that audition <laughs> but I, bad I, I, I took a sloppy 30th <laughs> sloppy 30th that's <laughs> the name Hashtag of that's life a, of stamos that's the name of I'm his impr- biography I'm just, there's some about some of these men even they even turn the lesbians yeah so yeah you mean you got one. your john stamos he's definitely, your one, of, he's definitely one yeah now uh, clint howard's are they, they? Are there like they all have the same? Oh yeah, Clint Howard. Clint Howard, man. man. Thomas Ian Nicholas from Rookie of the Year. Well, that, no, well, nobody. No, well, I know who it is. I'm saying like still thinking about Clint like, Howard. Like, yeah, still thinking about Clint Howard. Yeah, that gap tooth. <laughs> hey, if you didn't laugh at that joke, Google Clint Howard, then get back to me. That's a funny joke. Damn it. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, our good friend uh, who's also been on the pod, I know he's a good friend of yours, Justin yeah. Martindale. When, yes. When did you meet this fella? Justin, I met uh, ten years ago. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he was do- or nine years ago. He was doing an improv show with a friend of mine. That some random group, and I was like, "That tall gay guy is really funny." <laughs> and I was started. This is when I was first starting improv, and I was like, "I want to start my own group so we can get experience." Because yeah. at the time, you couldn't uh, when you were at the school at the Growlings, you couldn't do shows there. Yeah. And the only way you learn is to do shows. So I started this group, and I asked him. To, I was like, I know you don't know me, but I think you're funny. Will you be in this group with me? He's like, sure. So we started an improv group called Gas Money. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we were in that group together for about three wow. years. And then we started doing sketches, too. And then I started stand-up. And I was doing stand-up for about a year. And that's when things started to kind of take off for me. And, yeah. he, and he was like, oh, well, look what's happening with Fortune. I want to do that. So then he was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to try that too yeah. and then so they got he, passed to the comedy he, store in like yeah. a year or less than that no he he got he did like had maybe done like he got even <laughs> luckier he had maybe done five shows at like Akbar, like these gay shows yeah and he got one of those bringer shows at the comedy store you remember i don't know if you remember those shows on friday nights it of was course. like i did them all the time yeah vargas and you got, yeah vargas's yeah. show you did like what five minutes yeah but you had to bring 15 people <laughs> yeah 
Uh, it was made, crazy. I made them thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Between my friends from SC out here for college yeah. and acting class, and I did Groundlings for a couple, mm. uh, I was just like all the time, and you're yeah. like, Oh, shouldn't I be getting some like, know, 10 right? bucks for parking or something? Yeah, for yeah. bringing three people in for every minute that I, I'm on stage. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it was, it, he did, it was his first time doing the comedy store, never been there before. Did that bringer show. Somehow, this is before, like, Mitzi was, like, kind of in her last days of hanging out around the comedy store. Yeah. She happened to be in the main room that night. Like, it was one of those chance things that never happens. He, mm-hmm. She happened to see him, the only person he, she saw. And passed him as wow. a paid so regular. Wow! And so the whole I wasn't there that night, but everyone I love was, your everyone bit about was texting. Yeah. And that, that, and especially then, that was back when Mitzi still, you know, ruled the roost, yeah, and every sure. and her opinion really mattered. And it's run differently now. You know, it doesn't have that same uh, s- the steps to get to that yeah. that it used to. Now it's like, oh, you're on TV and you're a good comic, All right? You know, yeah. It used to be you had to really grind it out to, oh, yeah. to be passed and you know i even saw like people on tv who were like doing really well they weren't passed Isn't that yet. crazy yeah and so he it was like a huge thing everyone's like oh my god who's this guy who's this like everyone's freaking out because yeah. it hadn't i don't know if that had ever happened before no no i think it was the first time yeah yeah it's it's nuts man but uh he like it'd be one thing if Mitzi said that and she was like completely senile, and then yeah. it turns out Justin's not that great, but he's yeah. fucking awesome. He's great, and you know it took a it took the guys at Comedy Store a little while to kind of embrace him because you know the gay thing and gay with gay men, I think it's harder for straight men to accept. Well, it's definitely a boys club over there. Yeah, it's you know? a boys club. So for several years, he was kind of on the outside and had a hard time and now it's cool to see the guys are really embracing him and you know being he's like one of the guys now which is so I he mean, totally is different yep. in a yeah. different yeah, way yeah, you yeah. know but i feel honored that i've know. had him in my apartment drinking there you go oh my god let's tell each other. well yeah so last time we all brad <laughs> Justin, and i hung out we were at the comedy store i think it was for the roast battle or something and yeah. we went back to brad's and we drank and uh-huh. smoked pot and I found this app called Pocket Sitcom, uh-huh. which is basically like an app that has. Um, that's what happens when Stamos <laughs> asks the yogurt to take its pants off. There you go. So it's just got. <laughs> oh, like reactions from studio, sitcom. It's studio audience. It's, that's it's, hilarious. Give me the Moesha. Give me the Moesha um, transition music. Uh, all right, all right. Here, here it is. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Hey, Moesha. <laughs> is that your car parked in front of my bike? Like shit. So we, we sat around and then we, we were just like doing up with, with moments. And then there was dramatic music. And Justin was so, we were crying laughing. Oh my God. Because we played like the dramatic like sitcom-y one Hold that on. Justin, it was like the Saved by the Bell yeah. locker like dramatic stuff. Oh, the okay. caffeine okay. pills. Yeah. That, 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 or that Beverly Hills like, 90210. Yeah. Just like, oh man, look, looks like we got to break into the gym to get Slater's wrestling uniform back. <laughs> but then, oh, anyway, we did that for probably three and a half hours. Oh, I believe it. And periscope the whole thing. That's hilarious. Uh, anyway, yeah, Jesus, see, yeah. it's, it's, an, it's like a drug with Brad. <laughs> he does all those funny voices and stuff too. So animated, yeah. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> and now we're a very yeah. special episode. Da, 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 yeah, play that. <laughs> and he's grown up a lot. When I met him, he was all over the place. Yeah. And I would be like, Justin, pull it together. Yeah. I've always like been like his mom, <laughs> kind of. Uh, and now he's, you know, we're doing well, so I'm happy for him. Uh, well, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. 
Good job, Justin. It's definitely cool when you come up with, because uh, I think we've all kind of have classes of like mm-hmm. when we started and the people you meet and come up with and yeah. to have, uh, uh, to like see your friend's progression yeah. and like have the, uh, just mutual like joy for like mm-hmm. uh to see like you know yeah for sure getting cool shit happen yeah and you know i didn't i never i was like i said came from that improv stand-up i mean uh improv sketch world so i my coming up was more at the groundlings yeah. and so you know i'm i'm still getting to know a lot of the stand-ups but everybody's always been really nice oh yeah i'm just because well, you're nice well it's that southern thing you know <laughs> it is and, and and i know i told you this when we were on the josh wolf show where it's like i've never i never actually met you before mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where i see your poster all the time up in whatever club i'm at and mm-hmm. then all the staff would always have these great stories about you so it oh would, that's nice i feel like i'm so boring oh they love you really that's they love good because i i go to all these cities and i just i kind of just do my thing i don't I'm not very exciting. You're not getting, you know, saying I'm not like, the club and yeah, drinking. like Kelowna is like, <laughs> <laughs> Kelowna, like Sarah Kelowna's buying everybody shots. You know, yeah. she's yeah. the life of the party. I'm just kind of like, hey guys, what's up? I'll take some chicken tenders, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like I leave every city and then be like, well, that was disappointing. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, they, uh, they, they love you. And I heard a bunch of great stories about you. Oh, and nice. now, and now I got to hang out with know, you for twice a bit. In one week. I know. And us. you know what? I kind of like it. I know it's good. I need to <laughs> hang out down. You know, I need to hang out this this clubs out of town. more. Well, yeah. uh, whenever you come by, we'll light up a new Skittles candle. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, we'll share some good times. We'll really, we'll really embrace our friendship. You know, where we'll hang out next. Was that on the sweat yet? <laughs> oh. I got a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming up, in. Up and away <laughs> that beautiful balloon. <laughs> but there should be some sort of mandatory like password you have to say, but you have to say it as Richard Simmons as you board the plane. <laughs> what is that one? Oh, it's saxophone. Nice. That's from like my two dads. <laughs> Come, yeah. I feel like sitcoms were a lot edgier back in the day. <laughs> they really were. Right? Everything was edgier. Now we're so PC about everything. She had two dads. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is it, where's the show with two dads? Modern Family is that the only yeah. one? I guess so. But they weren't gay. They were straight. My two dads were just two straight dads. Yeah. yeah. So but it they was lived acceptable. The- <laughs> oh God. Oh man. What happened to you, 1994? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. 
Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Slicing Driving friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.